When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew, atop Michigan Stadium in the press box. After another Michigan victory, the Wolverines, the number six team in the country, they improved to 7-0 on the season after beating Northwestern 33-7. The game was close, closer than the final score may indicate. Halftime, it was just a 10-7 game, folks, and... As Jim Harbaugh put it, there was some meat left on the bone offensively to where specifically in the red zone in a couple goal-to-go situations, Michigan had to settle for a field goal. And then right before halftime, a screen pass on third and goal to Mike Sainristil was a fumble, a turnover, and no points on the board for Michigan. But overall, Michigan still dominated the day. 39 minutes time of possession. I mean, that's pretty impressive no matter who the opponent. Granted, a lot of Michigan's dirty work came running the football, which continues to be the strength of the offense, what powers the offense. Blake Corum had 119 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Hassan Haskins had 110 yards and two touchdowns. The offensive line continued to have their way throughout the day. And granted, it was against the 117th ranked Northwestern rushing defense. But this is something that Michigan continues to do week in, week out, no matter the opponent. So I do believe even when it gets a little harder, and we're going to find out next week, when Michigan travels to East Lansing to play Michigan State, I still think they're going to have their fair share of success running the football. I think this unit, the offensive line, and Corum and Haskins, they're just too good to be shut out completely. No matter what, they're going to get a few licks in and some sizable gains, or just Hassan today. There was one play where he seemed like he carried eight guys on his back for 10 yards, and that's the type of powerful player Haskins is. And he has some good shiftiness, too, that people don't give him credit for. And then Corum, he's just electric at times and has NFL running back written all over him. But let's get talking about the quarterbacks. McNamara, 20-27 on the day, 129 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. McNamara... Rarely throws interceptions, just one on the season, none today, as I said. But going to say what Harbaugh said once again, some meat left on the bone, and uh, that's on McNamara. McNamara did take a few shots deep today. He did not land any of them in the postgame press conference. McNamara defended his shots down the field, saying there's nothing wrong with him trying to hit open guys down the field. I do disagree with McNamara. I don't think they were open. Harbaugh said they kind of tried to force the issue, throwing deep a few times. But, yeah, so I disagree with McNamara there, but I do agree with him that there's nothing wrong with him taking shots. 
I've been defending McNamara on deep balls to this point in the season. I like the fact that against Nebraska, he took a good amount of shots deep, but he didn't land a lot of them. He did miss Dylan Baldwin against Nebraska a few times deep, and more meat left on the bone. The third time I've already said this podcast, but it it's just very true. But the fact of the matter is, we're seven games into the season, and Michigan plays Michigan State next week. Of course, there's Ohio State at the end of the year. I do like the fact that McNamara doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't really take sacks. He doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes that you could say are costly. However, what concerned me today was the slow start. (laughs) The slow start when you only have 10 points going into halftime when you're only up three. It ended up working out for Michigan. They scored 23 points in the second half. Northwestern scored zero points in the second half. But I've had the same question for a few weeks now, and it's, is McNamara good enough to go against the best teams on Michigan's schedule? But no matter what, credit to Cade. He has been a starter for all Michigan's wins this season. They're one of the best teams in the country. On paper, anyway, they're going to continue to go up in the rankings if they keep winning. But let's get to five-star freshman J.J. McCarthy, who Harbaugh says he wants to keep giving playing time to, and I'm not implying there's a quarterback controversy of any kind. Only Harbaugh and the coaching staff really know how close the competition is. However, I will say that Joel Klatt in the broadcast today did make mention of that, hey, you know, maybe they're going to have to turn to the more explosive guy in November, which would appear to be McCarthy. I mean, from a rushing perspective, McCarthy had a couple really good-looking runs today, a long of 23, two rushes for 36 yards, and he's just a lot faster than McNamara. First off, I think he has more physicality although he's younger uh, than McNamara, and he does have better arm strength than McNamara. But what he may not have is the ample experience, the ample knowledge of the playbook, um, and maybe he's just making too many mistakes in practice. With that said, he was 3 of 5 today, 34 yards, but... His best play didn't even count. It was a fourth and three situation with Michigan in the red zone. And McCarthy looked like two defenders were going to sack him. And he just kept going back and back and back. And he definitely went 10 to like 13 yards behind the line of scrimmage and did a Fran Tarkington, Russell Wilson, whatever you want to call it, roll this way, roll that way. And not only did McCarthy not get sacked, not only did he get out of that situation, he was able to find an open guy. Well, not even open. It was a contested catch, but he sizzled in there. And it would have been a first down, but there was an illegal blindside block, and it was called back, and then it was a fourth and long, and the rest was history. But we've seen a pattern from McCarthy, and Jim Harbaugh mentioned this a couple weeks ago, the fact that he doesn't want to overcoach McCarthy. There's just certain innate things that he does instinctually, uh, just in his nature, to take these shots, these chances. And uh, that's who he is. We've seen that when 
the first week against Western Michigan, McCarthy ran all the way from one side of the field to the other and bought time being pressured, and he threw it all the way to the other side of the field and hit Dalen Baldwin in stride for a long touchdown. And then uh, he did it again uh, to Baldwin a few weeks, weeks later, another long touchdown throw. McCarthy, his sheer arm strength with a flick of a wrist is so highly impressive, but everybody gets enamored, of course, with the backup quarterback, with the um, the five-star freshman of the college football world, and McCarthy is one of those. But I understand why some people, and you know, Harbaugh and Michigan included, would have reluctance to throw McCarthy into the fire. But I also contend that um, Harbaugh's done this before. Um, he did it in the pros with Colin Kaepernick. He threw Kaepernick into the fire. Kaepernick didn't play much as a rookie, but he sure the heck did his second year when a good San Francisco 49ers team, a team that went to the NFC Championship game the year before with Alex Smith. Alex Smith ended up getting hurt, but then Harbaugh, it was a quote he used for a few weeks, said he was going to continue to ride the hot hand. The hot hand ended up being Colin Kaepernick, and Kaepernick, definitely a way stronger arm than Alex Smith, and Alex Smith, obviously, a remarkable player in person, but Kaepernick was just had this raw natural ability, and he could run so fast and incredibly. Ended up rushing for over 180 yards in the playoffs against the Green Bay Packers. Took them to the Super Bowl. My point: How does this correlate to McNamara and McCarthy? Well, it might not correlate at all. Okay, Let, let's be real here. But still, it's worth bringing up. It's worth bringing up that Harbaugh made a tough choice. A choice that you could say could have divided a NFL professional locker room. A guy, like I said, who took him to the Super Bowl a year before and then replaces him with an unproven quarterback with some good skills out of Nevada. And it, it definitely worked out for Harbaugh. And Kaepernick not only took them to the Super Bowl that year, they went to the NFC Championship game again the following season with Kaepernick. So... Is McCarthy Kaepernick? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that one bit. But all I'm trying to imply is Harbaugh's made some gutsy decisions. That one in particular in the midst of a winning season and a good team. So could that happen again? Uh, I think Joel Klatt has a point and his assumption that they could turn to a guy with definitely a higher upside than McNamara and that is absolutely nothing against Cade McNamara but I kind of think what we see from McNamara is who he is I do think he can improve I think he can get better but I don't think he's going to get that much better that's just my opinion and once again these coaches know way more than me or any writer for that matter they're around these young men every day in meeting rooms and on the practice field and they know their strengths and weaknesses but the bottom line is I, I'm still in the press box every week, and I, the ones I'm not at, uh, the way games, I go to half of them, uh, McCarthy's doing some stuff, some impressive stuff, and I think that it warrants, at the very least, McCarthy playing a little more. Harbaugh will bring him in in the first, second, third, fourth quarter, but it'll be you know two plays at a 
time, one play at a time, go on the field, go off the field. I would just love to see him have the opportunity to start a drive and finish a drive. And then if he does good on that drive, maybe give him another drive. Harbaugh says that, you know, basically the quarterback position is like no other position. That's kind of what he's been saying this year. I'm, I am paraphrasing. But just whoever can help the team win, so be it. And that's the way I look at things right now at the quarterback position. I don't think there should be any issue if McCarthy can play a drive here, a drive there, and see how it goes. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen next week on the road in East Lansing or anything like that. Unfortunately, things didn't work out today enough to give McCarthy enough opportunities since it was a close first half, but I still think he could have got a few more opportunities today. The game, you know, was a bit out of reach for Northwestern midway through the third and certainly in the fourth, and McNamara continued to receive snaps. And at that point, I would have liked to see a little bit more of McCarthy, especially factoring in next week's Michigan State. And uh, But that's that on the quarterbacks. I'd love to hear your comments on that, so definitely let me know. You can tweet me at Woods Football. You can put the comments in the article box, or just get a hold of me however you want. But I definitely want to hear some opinions on the quarterback situation. Once again, not controversy, but quarterback situation. Let's get to the defense, and uh, let's just talk about Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson continues to be an absolute monster. He just was credited with a half sack on the day, just a half tackle for loss on the day, one pass breakup, a couple quarterback hits. I don't know if that'll end up being official to quarterback hit. Seems like he hit the quarterback more than that, but he is continuing to wreak havoc in the backfield and really get into the head of opposing quarterbacks. And Hutchinson, he's definitely been one of the better players defensively in all of college football this season, in my opinion. And uh, so basically this is just a weekly appreciation post for uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Hats off to you. And, you know, hats off to the Michigan defense. People can say whatever they want about the defense and, oh, the secondary looks vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. But the pass rush continues to get home. Ryan Helensky, he had a horrible day. 14 to 29, 114 yards, one interception. He could have had almost like five interceptions. He was really trying to throw it to Michigan defenders today, it looked like. And uh, so credit to the Michigan pass rush. Credit to defense coordinator Mike McDonald, who continues to put together a solid product, which is the Michigan defense. And Don Brown... At some point, I'm going to stop mentioning Don Brown, but what a difference a year makes. And poor Don Brown, it's not going well for him or the Arizona Wildcats. They haven't won a game yet. So um, actually, I'm going to go the other way with it and just say I wish Don Brown well. But um, Don Brown aside, moving on from him, Mike McDonald, just what an addition he's been to the Michigan team schematically. From an energy perspective, Michigan's just not predictable on that side of the ball anymore. And they're not selling out rushing the quarter, pass rushing the quarterback. They don't have to always bring an all-out blitz to ascertain pressure. It's just more of a pro-type scheme. 
and it's paid major dividends. Obviously, the biggest test awaits them in East Lansing, and I think at this point, before we wrap things up here, that is what we should probably talk about. And yeah, we're really going to start to find out who Michigan is and who they aren't. And Michigan State's been vulnerable this year too, folks. They look really bad overall against Indiana, and they only won that game 20-15. to And if it wasn't for Jack Tuttle, Indiana's quarterback, throwing a pick six and having one of the most atrocious games I've seen from a collegiate quarterback this season, Michigan State would not have won that game. So uh, do I respect Michigan State? Hell yeah, I do, especially when they play Michigan in East Lansing. However, Michigan State also almost lost to uh, Nebraska this year. And let's be real, they can be beat. They're vulnerable too. They have their weaknesses too. Once we get out, once fans of Michigan get out of the Michigan bubble and get out of the things that frustrate them about how the offense is churning or blah, blah, blah. Other teams can be had to, I mean, look at Penn State today. They lost to Illinois in a nine-overtime game. Yes, I did not speak incorrectly, a nine-overtime game. But moving forward to the game next week, Harbaugh and Quorum after the game today said that Michigan State's already on their mind and that's what they're preparing for and they're going to need to prepare all week to beat Sparty. The fans are going to be fired up. This is, I believe, the first time in, since like 1961 both teams will be ranked in the top 10 facing one another and both undefeated. So things are crazy in Lansing from a ticket perspective. Tickets are going for like 300 bucks right now. And I, rooms are sold out in East Lansing, period, on Saturday game day. So... Uh, it's going to be crazy atmosphere. I'm going to be there reporting live for, for Maze and Brew. But, yeah, to sum it up, the quarterback play needs to be better next week. 20 of 27 for 129 yards probably isn't going to win you a game on the road there. But if you can, if you can pack the running game and get really good days out of Haskins and Corum, that could still be enough, but... Man, you can't get off to a slow start like you did today. You cannot do that. can't do that on the road. On the road, it really comes back to bite you. So Michigan, undoubtedly, they have some things to correct heading in to the Michigan State game. But as I've said repeatedly this season, you can't be mad when you're undefeated, and you can't be mad when you're 7-0. You can be frustrated at the things you did and did not accomplish, but Michigan still there, 12 of 20 on third down today. That's a positive. Uh, penalties haven't been a major problem for the team this year. Time of possession, they continue to win that battle. There's a lot of good things, and I mostly have good things to say about the team. But I do want to see more of J.J. McCarthy, and I... Don't mean that to say I want him to supplant Cade McNamara as starting quarterback. But that's where I stand, and 
let me know where you stand. And before I sign off, I want to encourage you all to follow us on Twitter at Maze and Brew. You can subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes Store, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you can find podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. You can leave comments, as I said previously, and let me know what you think about my comments. But for now, this is Trevor Woods signing off, and thank you, and I'll talk to you next time in East Lansing, Michigan.